Hello. Um, yeah, I'm back. You know, welcome back to the Mind Your Fitness podcast. Again, with me, your host, Tom Fowler. Third series. Wow. Um, yeah, thank you for coming back for the third series. And if you're new to the to the show, welcome. Uh, yeah, so it's grown arms and legs since the, the first two series. And I am so excited to share all of the knowledge bombs that I have for you. It's yeah, it's going to be insane. I'm going to be talking to to more guests on on this series, and I can't wait to share their journey with you all. You know, to help you become a you know a stronger and more resilient person. Please don't forget to subscribe, review, and share the show wherever you may listen to it. Throw it on your Instagram and you know tag me in it. And um, so yeah. I'm, Buzzing to get them started. So, you know, with that in mind, let's get cracking on with today's show. Okay, so welcome everybody and welcome back to today's episode. I am joined with a local legend. She is an absolutely phenomenal baker. She has the best brownies going, I'd say worldwide. Ladies and gents, Miss Emily Golding, welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, it's great to be on. Obviously, you know, I'm a little bit socially awkward, so it's a big deal <laughs> for me to go on and yeah. do this. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Thank you for asking me. Pleasure. So, so we spoke just before we started recording, sort of gave you the heads up as to what I want to kind of try and get out of you from, from today's episode. So before I sort of jump into that, can we just hear a little bit of who Emily is and what the brownie box is and and how, how yeah, how do we go from there? Uh, so I'm Emily, as you know. Um I founded the Brownie Box back in God, twenty sixteen. I'm looking at you now for confirmation. I think it was twenty sixteen. <laughs> I think it was around that time. I think it was twenty sixteen. Yeah, um just kind of a it was an accident really. I sat with one of my friends from college, um when I used to work full-time and go to college sort of part-time and I needed to make some money to buy a house and I said oh I'll just sell some cupcakes and some brownies <laughs> and here we are, four here years we are yeah. and kitchen and stuff so yeah yeah like I can't believe it was only four years ago I know it's blown by you have wow. me carry that, <laughs> that uh, wardrobe down the stairs that was just after I set up it was yeah after I still remember that. Jesus, that was the heaviest wardrobe. <laughs> Most awkward thing ever. <laughs> it didn't even last. I think I took it down in the end. It was too big. We had to pull it apart to get it back in the other house because the stairs were too narrow. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, a four-year progression. So, because before here, correct me if I'm wrong, you were working sort of within an engineering yes. sort of space. Yeah, I'm a projects engineer by trade. That's what I'm trained in. Um, Got my HNC in engineering. I did an apprenticeship in hydraulics. My apprenticeship was in, so yeah, slightly different. Not yeah, it, it's quite a contrast, isn't it? Really, <laughs> it is. It is, but it's not. The similarities, I guess. Building a cake is very similar to building a car seat. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> as long as I guess you don't make your car seat out of sponge, like yeah, you'll be fine. <laughs> Get a bit more stability. In the cake, but you know. <laughs> yeah. 
so let, let's go right back to the start. So it started off as just an idea. Let's bake some cupcakes. Let's get some brownies out. Basically, it was a side hustle. So you could buy a house. And then from there, you kind of set up shopping in the kitchen. Yeah, worked for my mum and dad's kitchen originally. Yeah. With them um, very supportive, I do have to say. They were pretty good. Yes. I would not want my children cooking in my kitchen as much <laughs> as I was cooking in their kitchen. And at the hours, I used to work as well with like going to the gym and going to work full time and then doing yeah. this. It worked, started working out that I was working maybe four or five hours a day doing the cakes as well as working full time. So, yeah, no, it's good. Maybe get a couple of hours sleep, you know, if you can. The right age to do it when you're Def in your early Yes, so sleep's not sleep. really needed. <laughs> exactly, you can cope. You can cope with the lack of sleep. You can catch yeah. up one day at the weekend. If I was to do it now, I think I'd struggle working those hours. Yeah. So. You it's hard now. You get used to it, so. Yeah, definitely. So, so yeah, we're, we're cooking in your mum and dad's kitchen. Yeah. And you used to do, uh, like, an open house on yeah. Saturday. Yeah. So, and I actually did, I did Forever Living, um, which is kind of, I'm trying, I don't know if that's, that's still really much of a thing anymore, but you sort of, it's a multi-level marketing thing. But that taught me a few aspects of business and how to get people interested and how to sell products to people. Um, yeah. So doing that, they, I used to do sort of work from home. I'd have people come around and we'd do little parties. And I thought I'd do something similar for the cakes to see if it yeah. was any interest. And it blew up pretty yeah. much from doing that. People were just turning up. It was great. <laughs> I think um, I think one of the first ones you did, um, I, I think you sort of said, like, come from half twelve. And I vaguely remember, I think I turned up at like quarter to <laughs> <laughs> just me and Isla in hand, like, can we have some brownies, please? <laughs> You're like, we're not even open yet. <laughs> I was still baking at that point. There's still stuff in no, the No, you were. <laughs> I think you were still baking. But uh, yeah, you let me in. Your mum let me in as well. <laughs> Had a little natter and then ran away before the chaos struck. <laughs> so, so yeah, we've. We've been baking at mum and dad's house. What's the next step? Did we did we buy the house? I did buy the house, yeah. Did buy the house, yes. Six months. Six that months? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mate, that's... Went for a promotion and pay rise at work because I said I wanted to buy a house. I decided that was what I wanted to do. I wanted to move out. I wanted my own house. Yeah. I wanted to do it by the time I was 25. I was 23, I think, when I bought the house. Did you that's impressive. But it was just, just decided one day because I wrote it down. I manifested yeah. it. Well, I worked hard, but I think you've just got to push yourself, haven't you? Yeah, you definitely. Yeah, the fact that you wrote it down sort of goes out to the universe and it's there. So you kind of have no excuse to not really go for it. You've got to set a target. If you just say you're going to do things, but you don't actually set a proper target, it never gets done. It's always no. a pipe dream, isn't it? So Yeah, 100%. So, so we're in the house. How how many ovens did we have going at, at one point? Oh, I think the most amount of celebration cakes I did in a week was twenty three while I was working full time. Twenty three. It was a traumatic week, but it was worth it in the end. Twenty three. Wow. <laughs> there wasn't a lot of sleep going on, but yeah. <laughs> uh, and you you had your kitchen redone as well, so you got multiple did, cookers yeah. put in, didn't you? Yes. 
yeah, rejig the kitchen. Um, had a good friend of mine do that. They did a really good job. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. So that was another thing. It was sort of saving to get that done. Yeah. All the money I was reinvesting into the business as much as I could. Yeah, definitely. And then, then fr from the point of cooking at home, how did you then end up where you are now? So obviously now you're you're set up shop. So that yeah. that's quite a big difference from being in the comfort of your own home. You know, you have that security and you were in your you know your comfort zone. Then then you're in your shop. So yeah, how how did that come about? Um, gosh, I think during the first lockdown, I mean, we all had a bit of a different year over the last year. Yeah. And I couldn't keep up with orders. I was working from such a small kitchen. So I moved in with my partner when we had our little boy. Yeah. yeah and took, a, took a step back. Not didn't slow down as such, but didn't push as much because I wanted to be at home with my little one and spend as much time with him while he was small because you don't get them years back. Yeah. Once they're at school, you, you miss them anyway. But yeah. yeah, I wanted to make sure that I spent as much time with him as possible. And then lockdown kind of fell at the right time for me to start pushing mm. again. Um and I just couldn't keep up with orders. It got to the point, it was ridiculous. We were basically a brownie factory in a tiny three meter by three meter <laughs> kitchen. Uh, but that, with those orders, it pushed me on and it gave me sort of the finances in place to be able to expand. Yeah. And I thought, if I don't do it now, I'm never going to do it because I'm never going to be in a position to be able to do this again. Yeah. So I just made the leap. I'd been talking to Fargo for a little while. Yeah. Um, and it had been on the cards before, but I'd had my little boy and sort of took a step back. And then once he was bigger it just everything the timing just worked everything just fell into place yeah so i would imagine obviously do, doing it during lockdown there would have been people that would have been saying emily what are you doing how is this the right time for you to to move from your kitchen at home to having a shot so i mean did you get people saying that and a little bit, but at the same time, there's never the right time to do anything. You can always yeah. talk yourself out of doing something. There's always going to be something that's going to come up, or oh, maybe if you wait for this, maybe mm. if you wait for that. And I think you've just got to take a leap sometimes. All that can happen is it goes wrong and you have to go back to doing what you were doing before, but you only regret the things that you don't do. Really. I think that's, yeah, that's, that's really powerful. I like to just do things, I'm not so much on a whim. But everything that I've pretty much done, I don't think about too much. Hmm. Because if it feels right at the time, then you're better off doing it. I'm covered in tattoos. None of them have any meaning. I just like the look of them. Like the I, I still do <laughs> now. Yeah. And if yeah. you think about things too much, it's not. You'll always talk yourself out of stuff. So you're better off yeah. doing it. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think sometimes a lot of that, you can kind of use that really with becoming a parent. So a lot of people, you know that are able to, to become a parent, they do often say, okay, I want to wait till I'm in a house, you know, we bought a house, we've got a stable financial job and we've got money in the bank and stuff. And then before you know it, it could be too late. So exactly. yeah. And having kids is, wow, it's amazing. It is. It's lovely. Like our little boy, we probably weren't in a position to be having a child when we had our little boy, but mm. it's worked out so well. And now, wouldn't be without him and I, there isn't a yeah. right time to do anything especially having children the more you build yourself Definitely. up to things the the more of a disappointment i imagine it could be if it doesn't work out quite how you envisaged 
Yeah. We all have a dream, don't we, of how our life's going to end up. And yeah. nine times out of ten, it doesn't work out like that. And you kind of have to, you have to wing it most of the time. So, okay, then what, what's, the, what's the big dream? What's your big dream? Oh, expansion. To I'd what scale? I mean, ultimately, it'd be nice for me to retire at 40 and kind of have things running themselves, have a few different little shops, you know. I want yeah. to not so much retire, but be able to do something a bit different. Semi-retired, pick up golf maybe. Yeah, just, just to do something else. It's nice. I like to challenge myself. I like to do new things. And I want to be in the position that I could maybe go and start something else up or help other people. I like that. Maybe. I like that. And I think he wants to retire. Who wants to be off work with nothing to do? Do you know? I couldn't think of anything worse. So boring. What would you do with yourself? This is it. (laughs) (laughs) Although to be fair, I have said once I retire, I am just going to get so fat. (laughs) I think you would though. When you finish work, if you've not got anything to get up for in the morning, what's the point? Yeah, where'd you get up and go? I think this is why a lot of people that do retire, they end up, like, I can't use old, older men, should we say, as an example, they end up picking up driving jobs and stuff. It's, yeah. They probably don't need the money. They're just bored. Of course they don't. Like, it's, it is boredom. I don't know why you mm. want to sit at home all day watching telly and not away. You're better off going out and doing things. And be nice to tra- I mean, it'd be nice to travel and it'd be nice <laughs> to do things like that and to have the freedom to do it. But yeah, I think I'll always work. I don't think I'll have a period of time where I'm not working, doing something. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't picture you giving up some form of work. No. I like to be busy. So so let's say you you've achieved your goal and you are you are looking at something new. Is there anything at the minute that you feel that you would be passionate about taking on? You know, is is there something, is there another flame that's starting to ignite? I mean, I'd like to coach people. I'd Mm. like to help people that want to set up businesses. Uh, And just to give them a bit of guidance, because there's so much out there and a lot of it is rubbish. Believe me, I've tried. I've looked at, like, coaching plans. I've got diaries. I've got journals. I've got planners. And none of them actually really help properly. Hmm. they're all sort of this is how you do things it's very strict and yeah I, I don't think that there's anything out there that actually helps people and coaches people properly and how to set up a business especially at the minute so did did you do any sort of business studies at school oh god no no <laughs> no I, I didn't too and i'm always curious as to what it is that they actually teach you at school I don't know. See, I was always on set to go and do like maths or physics or something at uni, mm. and I got to sixth form and I hated the thought of not working. Yeah. Student, it really didn't appeal to me, especially with the sixth form that I went to as well. I was, it just wasn't. Yeah. The thought of going to university and eating monster munch and drinking copper soup for three years. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, 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 no. I'm going to go to work. Not the uh, the occasional Saturday. Yeah. But not every night. <laughs> I didn't live like that. I like go to visit my friends in halls and realising what a good life choice I've made. Yeah, definitely. It's not for everyone, is it? Um, no, it yeah, really isn't. Business. I don't really. I think most entrepreneurs fall into it. I don't think a lot of business people start out with the idea that they're going to have a business and they're going to run their own business. 
Yeah, I can relate to that. Yeah, yeah, I can relate to that. I did no business like studies. I didn't. I didn't really look into anything until it really kind of fell on my lap, and it's like, right, I actually think I need to learn X, Y, Z now. And, and even then, you know, like you said a minute ago, just kind of wing it and. I think oh, as long yeah. as you're passionate about it, everything else can kind of come into place. I think that's it. Like, I've learned so much just by having to. I've not had the choice. So now, like, with my accounts and stuff like that, I mean, a good accountant is worth their weight in gold when you're in yeah. the business. You need to know certain things yourself. Website design. Yeah. If you did me, even six months ago, you'll be doing your own website and you'll be managing all of it. I'd have laughed. Yeah. Terrified me, but now I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Like one of my friends asked me for some help because like, I know how to do it. Yeah, I'll help set it up. We'll have it all perfect. I would never have done that. Sorry. I have I to admit though, I've really, really been putting off setting up a website. Oh, it's so easy. But I, I know, I know it's really easy because there's so many websites, like there's websites out there that help you build them as well. Yeah. But yeah, I think I probably need to pull my finger out that one. <laughs> Honestly, it's. I'll spend if you want half an hour. We could do it in half an hour. No problem. Half an hour. Jesus, I've been looking at the wrong websites. <laughs> yeah, it's so easy to do. Just to get a basic website set up. No, I need but to do I it. Had to, learn that. I had to go learn that the hard way. <laughs> hours and hours of toil. <laughs> now, if I know what I've known, oh god. You're so a you genius do, like, now. And stuff like I think, and being thrown in at the deep end is the best way yeah. to do it. Yeah, so I'm very much that kind of person. I, you know, put me in the deep end and I thrive because it's it's literally sink or swim. Yeah. And I think I think there needs to be more environments that are like that, and especially to to children because one of my biggest biggest bugbears is the aspect of only taking part in school. So they take the element of win, winning away, and it really frustrates me. And then, you know, I have debates with people like this all the time because if we don't instill that winning sort of feeling and, you know, that drive in kids, let's say they, they're they going for an interview and they're up against four other people and they don't have that killer instinct, they don't have that drive to, to achieve that job, they're not going to walk away thinking, oh, well, I, I took part and, you know, someone else got their job it's it's wrong it needs to learn to deal with disappointment as well i think yes. at the minute you don't get you, people need to learn the hard way and kids don't have that at the minute because it's like oh you know you did your best so well yes but at the same time sometimes it's not good enough you need to practice you need to do things you can't yeah. just get away with turning off like, it doesn't work like that yeah in the real definitely world. so if i kind of keep on that that theme so some people can really look at failure as sort of a negative thing. Me personally, I love failure because, you know, there's always somewhere to go. You can always learn something from a failure. So I guess my question to you, where you are now with the business and sort of where we've come from, what's the, the biggest failure if you've had one? Sort of along your journey to be sort of where you are today and what did you learn from it oh god there's loads I mean if we stick on like the website theme I managed to in March in an attempt to increase my sort of capacity because the website was so busy 
to wipe my entire history of my website. Clean <laughs> oh, off, like completely gone. No way. So as you can imagine, and then I managed to recover it eventually, but for like miles back, so all this data has disappeared. And having no to manually way. input all of this data from referencing back to emails, <laughs> it was horrific. Hours oh, of my life mate. that I'll never ever get back. And that is because I didn't know. But then that pushed me to actually understand what I was doing on the website and yeah. to understand where things were and how to do stuff rather than just having a quick YouTube and hoping for the best. I actually started to learn stuff. So yeah, that's to be fair, that's probably one of the biggest ones. I mean, we've all had cake failures. Any bakers, how you yeah. the stuff that comes out of the kitchen is just tip of the iceberg of the stress and trauma that's actually happened. You all see yes. the good bits on Instagram. You don't see the terrible bits. You don't no. see the time I baked a spatula into a tray of brownies by accident. Yeah. Or the time I set in my kitchen not that long ago. <laughs> Caramel that gets burnt. The trays that get dropped. So, like, nobody yeah. sees that. Yeah, do, you think maybe, do you think maybe you should show some of that stuff, though? I mean, to be fair, I'm pretty open. My Instagram is not a perfect grid. I'm relatively open with everything. I don't stress about social media. To be honest, I don't care. Yeah. You see what you see because I'm trying to show you what I'm doing in my day-to-day. -day yeah. I'm not in the business. But you don't need to see a perfect version of me. I'm not an influencer. I don't need to look beautiful in all my photos. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. See, I, I would probably argue with with the fact that you're saying you're not an influencer so you're not this sort of stereotypical instagram influencer you know you don't you're not chilling out over in dubai at the moment <laughs> with a <laughs> bottle of great goose <laughs> but i think you are an influencer in the sense that people that can look at sort of you and your journey from, from where you've gone to having a successful business i think that is really influential and I think if we can kind of, as, as you know, as I said earlier, if we can get that sort of message out to people, maybe at a bit of a younger age, there will be less reluctancy for them to to grow and to become, you know, more fulfilled within themselves. Yeah, I kind of get that. It's just weird to think that people would look at my accidental business, but then I suppose it encourages other people to try things. Yeah, definitely. You don't know until you do it. No, and, and, and that's I think that's one of the beautiful things. And I think that's one of the really great things about being being in business and sort of being your own boss. So I'm trying to take on some sort of younger people, not so much an apprentice. Uh, there's a scheme at the minute where you take on a 16 to 24 year old. So I'd love to show someone the ropes of how to run the business side of things rather than just yeah. baking things like that, actually how to how to do things properly rather yeah. than how i did it at the beginning yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so with that scheme in mind then so we'll kind of like look to wrap the the episode up now yeah so if we keep that in mind is is that something that you are you have been able to proactively put out there is it something that's on your website i'm just waiting for government the company to come back to confirm that I'm eligible to apply for the scheme, um, yeah. and then it's called the Kickstart scheme. So it okay. might be worth. Is anyone listening between sort of 16 to 24, and they are actively looking for work and they're struggling and they want to learn some new skills? They should definitely apply to the Kickstart scheme. Um, it's sort of a six-month placement with a view to potentially take someone on after. I know a lot of companies are taking them up on it. Okay. 
oh, and wicked. you have to learn hard skills, soft skills, business management, and things like that. Yes, Real life skills. Yeah, that's it. And if you come into work for a company, you're better off coming to a small company because you're going to have to do everything. A big yes. company doing that, you're going to be pigeonholed into a sort of smaller area where you're not going to be able to have the experience of the whole of a running of a business. Whereas yeah. with a small company, one day you're going to be doing admin, the next day you're going to be going in on a wholesale run, the day yeah. after you're going to the post office. You know what I mean? Yeah. Literally from A to Z. That's it. Yeah, you're going to learn everything and you will be thrown in at the deep end. There will be no hiding behind anyone else because there is no there's to nowhere hide. to hide. Yeah. Nowhere to go. Yeah, I love that. Is there anything that, any final words or is there anything that you want to leave the listeners with? I just think if people are looking to do a, to set up a business or just to do something different, you don't have to set up a business to be successful. If you want to go for a new job, you want to go to the gym, you want to do anything, just do it. Don't think about it. Just crack on and do it. Don't stress about it. Don't be anxious. I know it's easy to say because I'm a nervous wreck the vast majority of the time. <laughs> yeah. And I definitely didn't want to do a podcast as yes. Taylor from The Waffle Shop will let you know. I couldn't do it when he asked me because yeah. I had a panic attack and it was awful and I was so stressed and I couldn't yeah. do it there and I wasn't mentally in the right place to do it. But today I decided that I was going to do it and I would just throw myself in at the deep end and hope for the best. And it's not yeah. been that bad actually. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's no point stressing about things. Oh, five years and five minutes. If it's not going to bother you in five years, in five years, don't spend more than five minutes worrying about it. That is my mantra. So, Emily, thank you so much for for coming on the show today. I can take away quite a lot from this, and I really know the listeners, especially the younger audience, will be able to take so much away. Um, so yeah thank you for coming on as always stay safe so to you and to all the listeners and mind your fitness stay safe and mind your fitness